welcome to this edition of the Advocacy Associates podcast. I'm Stephanie Vance, the Advocacy Guru, and I want to tell you a little bit about Advocacy Associates before we get started. For those of you who don't know us, we work with associations and businesses that want to impact public policy using effective advocacy techniques. How do we do that? Well, we inspire leaders and advocates and arm them for action. We create and implement winning advocacy strategies. We connect citizens with lawmakers through lobby days, site visits, and other events. And we harness the power of new technology for advocacy success. You can learn more about us at www.advocacyassociates.com. Today I want to start a little bit uh, back from where we've been talking about before to kind of talk about some of the basics of effective advocacy. And I want to share with you some material from my book, Government by the People, How to Communicate with Congress, about the best ways to communicate with Congress. And what I really want to start with is the question of what do I want and is my congressional office the best place to start? Before deciding to call, write, or visit your member of Congress to share your views on policy issues that you care about, there's some basic ground rules that you need to be familiar with. First of all, you should understand what a congressional office can do for you. These are the main activities that a congressional office can undertake on your behalf. They can send a letter to a federal agency about a concern you may have with a particular agency action or in general reference to a grant application you have made. They can send a letter to an influential member of Congress, such as a committee chair or a member of the leadership, about a particular issue you may care about. They can facilitate a meeting between you and federal agency officials to discuss any agency action that you may have concerns about. They can help answer your questions and solve your problems with individual government programs, such as Social Security and Medicaid. They can help you find government reports and request copies of reports from various government research organizations, such as the Congressional Research Service. They can introduce legislation to change an existing federal law or create a new one. They can co-sponsor existing legislation that has been introduced by someone else to change a law. However, you should note that House members cannot co-sponsor Senate legislation and vice versa. If you're interested in looking up existing legislation, try the website www.congress.gov. That's www.congress.gov. They can also vote for or against legislation being considered by the committee that he or she serves on, and a member of Congress can also vote for or against legislation being considered on the House or Senate floor. There's also a variety of things that a congressional office cannot or should not do for you. Your member of Congress is elected to represent your interests and to provide his or her constituents with assistance in dealing with other branches of the federal government. However, federal and state jurisdictional issues, ethics rules, workload limitations, and plain old common sense limits the actions that your congressional office can take on your behalf. For example, your congressional office cannot guarantee a government contract grant or other government action that favors your business. Frankly, this is illegal and unethical. Members of Congress generally shy away from any implication that they are using their influence to extract money from a federal agency for a constituent. However, your congressional office can send a general letter of support for an existing grant request, saying something like, I hope you will give this grant request every consideration. Such a letter would not say, please approve this grant request. Your congressional office cannot provide legal or tax advice. Your congressional office cannot help you with specific legal or tax questions, such as whether you can claim certain deductions or the detailed legal implications of real estate transactions. These questions should be referred to a lawyer, an accountant, or the IRS. However, it is always appropriate to contact your congressional office seeking changes to a law in these areas that you think is unfair or unwise. 
Your congressional office cannot do your homework. They cannot draft your term paper for you or send you detailed government reports on a moment's notice. However, with about two to three weeks notice, your congressional office can send you reports from government research agencies about specific research topics. Your member of Congress cannot co-sponsor state legislation. Often people will write asking their representative or senator to co-sponsor or introduce legislation that is being considered at the state level. Members of Congress do not co-sponsor, debate, vote on, or formally consider state legislation. Likewise, a number of things are regulated solely at the state or local level, such as local utilities and zoning codes, for example. While members of the House and Senate may play a role in national legislation to set the framework for how electricity is regulated or how localities manage their land, they play no formal role in the actual regulation. So, if you ask your member of Congress to get involved in an electricity rate case or a local zoning issue, expect to be referred to, to the state or local government. Some members may choose to become involved in local issues due to their personal interest in the welfare of the community. Involvement in local issues by members of Congress is pretty rare, however, and is generally met with some resistance on the part of local officials. Your congressional office cannot unilaterally change a federal regulation. Members of Congress do not write the regulations that determine how new and existing federal programs will be implemented. That is the job of the federal agencies. While it's entirely appropriate to let your member of Congress know that you oppose a certain action taking place in a federal agency, be sure you send a similar letter to the agency, as well as to the President. Because members of Congress do not have direct jurisdiction over the agency rulemaking process, their intercession in these cases is not always effective. Members of Congress can write letters opposing an agency action, but these are also not very effective. Your Congressional Office cannot provide detailed assistance on federal grants and loans. Strict ethics laws prohibit Congressional Offices from unduly influencing the grant-making process. The Office can write a letter in support of a particular grant, but under the ethics guidelines, it's prohibited from doing the grant seekers work for them in terms of identifying and applying for grants. It is always appropriate to ask a Congressional Office for general background information, but you might want to do some research on your own first. If you're looking for some resources, start with your local library and, of course, the Internet, where you can find great information about federal government loans and grants and how to apply for them. One terrific resource is the Federal Catalog of Domestic Assistance, which you can find both at your local library and online. The online site is www.cfda.gov. That's www.cfda.gov. At the site, you can search for grants and loans available in your issue area by searching on a particular keyword. You can also look up individual agencies that might provide the services that you need. A great resource is firstgov.gov, that's www.firstgov.gov, where you can gain access to a range of government agencies. Also, government agency addresses are almost always www abbreviation for the agency, whatever that might be, .gov. So, for example, the Environmental Protection Agency is www.epa.gov. You can also, of course, use any of the search services to look for federal agencies or for information on federal loans and grants in your areas of interest. For small business owners, you might want to take a look at the Small Business Administration's website, which is at www.sba.gov. I hope this initial information on figuring out what you want and whether your congressional office is the right place to start has been useful. 
In our next podcast, we're going to look at some issues related to utilizing grassroots in the elections. Then we'll also return to some of these basics of effective advocacy, including understanding a little bit about your elected officials, who's who in a congressional office, how to develop a winning message, and the various tools you have available at your disposal to deliver that message. I hope you'll stay tuned. And also, please visit us on the web at www.advocacyassociates.com.